What's up, everybody? I'm going to let that beat ride a little longer. <laughs> What's up, Matt? This is the Binge Boys podcast. Really? Given uh, your can opening, I thought this was a special guys on tap. <laughs> uh, if you weren't going to make the joke, I was going to make the joke. <laughs> we were racing what to is, it. What is happening, everybody? We are back for possibly... Uh, it's going to be a fun episode. This, this is a good one, man. Uh, but before we get to the subject matter... A couple of notes. Number one, letting that beat ride. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all oh, that. Super kind. Super kind. Thanks for the applause. That's awesome. All <laughs> oh, the beat. The, the beat's done. The beat's done. No oh, man, that's that's tough. No more beat. No more beat. So, guys, this is the Binge Boys podcast. We talk about the hottest what's going on in today's TV and film. That's what we do. Here's what you do. You tell a friend about the show. How about that? That's a way to tell them to do it. You you tell a friend, you share on social media, you you share with the guy who you're sitting seat by seat because theaters are filling up now for these movie premieres. You're telling the guy to your left, hey, you want a good podcast to listen to that's probably going to talk about this movie we're seeing together? Search them up on Apple and Spotify and then give them a review. Check the reviews. I want to see if I've... If we've roped in a review on Apple Podcasts lately, it's been a while since I've looked, but uh, we do love when we get them. Uh, so let's let's check that out. Let's see if we've got any reviews. Let's let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right, here we go. Um, Apple Podcasts uh, redesigned their app. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, we've gotten rate more ratings, but. In terms of written reviews, wow, we we had we we had like twenty ratings. We have like forty two now. Dang. Uh, so people have been rating, but you you know, and we love you for that. But we would love if you also went and left a written review, just a couple words. It's all it has to be. Uh, but you know what? We're 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 thankful for whatever we can get from you. Follow us on social media. Follow us both personally. If you'd like to. Uh, first off, big happy birthday to Tanner. He's not here. Usually he's here, or he usually he's not here because he's mobbing at work. But today he's just mobbing with the fam, dude. The big two one, the uh, big two one. I, I wish I could be the first to wish him a happy birthday on a recorded podcast. So now I'll have this uh, happy birthday for me recorded in perpetuity. <laughs> maybe in, an, in another multiverse, you told him, and maybe in another multiverse, he didn't go out with his family. He decided to record Binge Boys instead. To work to just simply grind harder. Yeah, that's exactly right. So big happy birthday to Tanner. Super excited to uh celebrate him with him this weekend because this weekend is uh this isn't about this this thing isn't about to be talking about TV and movies, but this weekend is the bachelor party, so it's gonna be like a movie. Like a movie. It's gonna be like a major motion picture, Matt. <laughs> um we're going to Nash Vegas, me and the squad, Tanner included. Uh, we're gonna go squat up and and get our uh, what's what did I, what expression did I use the other day? We're gonna get our uh, get our hoe down on. Or, <laughs> what did I say? Get our boot scooting. But that's a good one. <laughs> we're gonna get boot scooting, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna party down in Nashville for a weekend. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait to celebrate with Tanner there. But we're not here to talk about bachelor parties. Maybe next week we'll get <laughs> we'll talk about what kind of a movie it was, but. Other than that, we're here to talk about some awesome stuff today. We got a loaded epi, uh, and we're going to start 
off right away. So we typically sometimes around the time of the Super Bowl, we did this. We've done it one other time. I think we've done two of these. But if there's a week where we're just getting thrown trailers and news headlines that are monumental enough that deserve their own segment. Uh, we do what's a bonus episode called uh, the Trailer Talk Boys. And and we just kind of nerd out and geek out about what's coming. Uh, what? Uh, but we also... But, Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That, that, was, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so, so we kind of have those bonus episodes. And speaking of bonus episodes, last week, me and Matt, not... Or, sorry. Me and Matthew. There we go. Uh, from Guys on Tap did a run through of Doctor Strange. So if you haven't checked that out, and th- that's the first Doctor Strange, because uh, me and Matt are about to run through the second Doctor Strange a little bit. But either way, uh, we, we, we talk about kind of what's hot and what's coming. And this week we got three trailers. And three trailers, while it's enough to maybe justify a small 20 minute episode, I think we could have just, I mean, the only things major that happened this week were of course the finale of moon Knight and dr strange so we figured let, let's just throw these other trailers in here on the normal episode and, and give them uh, a bang for their buck sure and uh definitely and, one of them was part of my dr strange viewing experience so the relationship is there yeah 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 so why don't we just fire on all cylinders matt and just start off with that one the one that's sure. probably the most anticipated uh, across, I mean, it's been how many years since the first Avatar? Literally over, I think the first a, one over came out a in decade, 09, right? Yeah, late yeah. 09. So I was a so, I was, I'll age myself here. I was a sophomore in high school. My parents had to drive me to go watch the original Avatar. Matt, what year did you graduate high school? 2012. Sheesh, two years older than me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I graduated in 14. Nice. Uh, you, Dude, I didn't. I bet you all were wondering if you were going to graduate considering the world was going to end that year. Uh, fun fact about me. The date of our prom was on like apparently the day that like oh, people no. were saying was good. I don't remember even what April 21st, maybe. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Please tell me that at prom, the song, the end of the world as we know it. Yes. Yeah, we listened to it on the way there. (laughs) Yeah, there there, it was. It was a movie. It was the pregame song. (laughs) Like, yo, we might not make it out of this thing. We might not. (laughs) This is the last hoorah. But either way, Avatar. (laughs) Yep. The movie. No, not Aang. Not the last Airbender. We're talking Avatar. James Cameron. Blue people. Um, Blue monkeys. Whatever they are. Uh, they finally released the trailer pretty much exclusively on Thursday night with the starting of the premieres of Doctor Strange. And we actually just got it released to the public today, the day we're recording this, Monday the 9th. So, Matt, I mean, like you, my Doctor Strange experience was was preceded? Preceded, yeah. Preceded by uh, the Avatar trailer and... What was your thoughts like in the theater? I know we had speculated that this was a rumor, but kind of getting it, were you just like, oh shit, it's happening. Like, here we go. Um, Yeah, I kind of was ready for it. I knew, I, I thought um, maybe I, it was just rumors, but I thought it was a little bit more definitive that this trailer was going to be um, 
before this movie so so i was kind of ready and then it started um had some great visuals and that's about it in my opinion uh which you know when i've waited 12 years for it you could say is a bit of a bit of a disappointment but i don't know maybe just good to make sure they've got something filmed by this point (laughs) yeah where were you at the time versus now like when you think about avatar like at the time like it was this phenomenon i mean Mm -hmm. if you if your relationship with the movie was anything like mine's you get out of it and you were just like how did they how did they do that like how was this possible yada yada Mm -hmm. yada i mean it pushed the limits on like 3d was at the time i think it was the first movie that kind of started the wave of like besides avatar and maybe a few exceptions just this wave of bad movies that would just be like and there's a 3d version that was you know and and this movie kind of kick-started that so where did you feel at the time in 2009 like your relationship with the movie um so i guess i can kind of say my whole relationship with the movie in one sentence i have seen i saw this movie in theaters full 3d experience three times and I have not watched it since. Okay. Okay. So really high on it, but pretty much just like you were saying from the visual standpoint. Like I even went to see a version that had like like two extra minutes added or something. <laughs> and it was just literally like filler, like essentially like B-roll just like added in yeah. there. And I so much so that I barely even like noticed it. So at the time, really high on it, just like you were saying, the spectacle of it. And I kind of have a different memory that this sort of justified a lot of like bad 3D experiences before. And it's like, no, this is how you do it correctly. But maybe you did sort of oh, spawn okay. the imitators, like you're saying. I, I could see, like, again, that was such a long time ago. I don't really remember. <laughs> I what think you're you? right. I think it was probably a combination of it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was like, hey, like James Cameron, like, hey, hold my beer. Watch us do yep. this for real. Uh, but then also like every Shrek movie from then on out was just like, we're going to do it in 3D. And there was going to be one scene where a punch is thrown and the punch kind of comes out of the screen and that's it. Whereas this movie kind of just, it was almost like the first Avatar was filmed around the idea that like, hey, we're doing this in 3D. And there's yep. going to be a regular version, whereas like most movies are like there's a regular version, and we're might get, and we're going to add a couple 3D elements to it. I agree. I agree that it was that was sort of the big thing about it that it was being made with that technology in mind, so it made really good use of it to my memory. Yeah, and I had a pretty similar relationship, like you said. Like I saw it in the theater several times because I think I saw it with friends first, mm-hmm. probably like you. And then I got home and said, mom, dad, you guys got to watch this movie. I know it looks weird, but you just trust me. And and they did. And they were obsessed with it just like I was. And for, I don't know about you, Matt. I don't know about your parents. But for the last 10 years, my mom has been asking me, when's the other Avatar going to come out? When's another <laughs> Avatar movie going to happen? And today I got the great pleasure of being able to send her the trailer and being like, yep. this year, it's finally happening you're welcome <laughs> stop asking me when avatar 2 is coming out that's funny it's happening this year so mm-hmm. and then yeah i hadn't 
seen it really since. I was just informed the other day that Catherine has not seen it, so she doesn't know what the hype is about. And I think okay. it's worth watching. I mean, looking back on it, like I think a lot of it was the spectacle and the pop culture phenomenon around it. I don't know what it's going to be like. I haven't watched the movie in half a decade at least. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to watch it again with her just to to see where it stands today. But I remember it being a good movie, like regardless of the weird nature of it, uh, like it's got a great story. I mean, some would say a classic story that's been uh, done well before, you know. Also I, true. I, also very widely said about this movie. <laughs> I don't, you know, that was a good story. It's a classic. And I, um, at the time, I sort of found this take and adopted it as my own. It doesn't really break new ground with the story, so you don't have to put a lot of mental energy into keeping, you know, all of the plot details straight. You can kind of just focus on the the visual feast that it's got going on. So, with all of that said about the first, like, I, I guess this one's going to be major water themed. There wasn't a whole mm-hmm. lot of like ocean stuff in the first movie like it was mainly like the whole like a lot of it took place like in the air with like the flying dragon things Mm -hmm. so that was a lot of the emphasis so it looks like this time around we're going to be exploring a lot of the oceans but like my thought process here is and what i'm worried about is they've got four of these things coming right like they've got avatar two three four and five and maybe six. I, I don't know if five <sighs> is it or six is it. I don't know. But I'm so tired. I don't know. Are we, <laughs> I'm so tired. Are we going to get the same story? Like, is each movie going to just be the humans mad at Jake Sully for betraying them and them coming to kill him? Is that going to be every movie going forward? Because it looks I'm... like the humans are mad. Or I heard, I think there was a synopsis I read somewhere that says like, it's been like 10 years. It's been a mm-hmm. considerable amount of time since Jake Sully has been with the um, the Navi. And like the humans are back on Pandora because they are they want to kill or capture Jake Sully because of the the assets that they lost, the money they lost, the you know, the whole sh- op- human operation went kaboom mm-hmm. because this guy had a change of heart. Like, are we going to get that story going forward or do you think they'll find a way to, to make it interesting? I mean, I really hope they find a way to make it interesting. But like I just said about the first, I don't. I am a little concerned now that I'm thinking about it of just what the story, if the story is just going to be sort of a rehash just to make sure the the focus is on the visual experience and not so the the plot, which, you know, is fine to an extent, but I don't think it's going to be as groundbreaking, especially if they're going to do it up to six times, like you're saying. Yeah. So, that's, so I think the yeah. concern is there. Mm-hmm. But also the interest, like I'm excited. I mean, we've been talking about it, like we've said, like better, pretty damn close to a decade, over a decade about this. And it's finally happening. And, I'm excited, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I know, same. I definitely want to see 
more, maybe a more fleshed out trailer that gives us a little bit more of an understanding of the details. Because I kind of had a different takeaway than that synopsis you read. It looked like there were some scenes of Navi and, and humans working together. Like there was the humans in mm, kind that's of... That's a good point. More uh, construction focused, like exosuits than the military ones that they had in the in the first movie. That's a good point. I had I I forgot about that. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, anything can happen at this point. I'm I'm excited to see what goes down and and hopefully it's good and hopefully it makes a ton of money and hopefully it doesn't dude. It's gonna be a shame. Like, here's the final question here for this trailer and we can move on. But like, mm-hmm. do people give a shit? Is what I'm like worried about. Like, of course it made a billion dollars or two billion dollars, whatever it was at the time. It's before Endgame and even after Endgame because they re-released it in like China or something. Right. And it became the number one movie of all time again. Took it back. Do people care? I mean, I guess I'm not really certain. I wasn't as plugged in when the first one released. I don't know if there was a question of do we care about this or since James, it was sort of James Cameron's first movie since Titan Titanic, if I'm remembering correctly, I think Did, you're correct. Mm-hmm. So they he were just, direct a lot of movies. I mean, at this point, he just likes to be in a submarine and go explore under the water. So that's another <laughs> reason why this one might be really cool because that's you know kind of what he wants to be doing. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say people don't care because there's there is like an Avatar area at like Disney World, so it's like it's out there. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, if it is well, as straightforward as a storyline, kids, parents and kids will, will get it. People that were our age when the movie came out and interested in movies like we were, you know, got it to a billion dollars the first time. Who's to say they can't do it again? Exactly. Good points all around. So, yeah, Avatar 2, The Way, or I guess just Avatar, The Way of Water. It releases this Christmas. Uh, I think December 23rd is the day. Um, or December 16th, one of the two. Um, but either way, another... Christmas. Uh, yeah. And of course, Christmas, the marketing. I mean, see it with your family at Christmas. This movie's going to make a boatload of money, but I'm very curious in a mid to post pandemic area how much money it'll make, if it'll push people back. I don't know what it, it'll be like in December. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man had such a huge thing and that was definitely closer to mid pandemic. And like we were saying, this yeah. is a movie that's, made by the theater experience and you know not only just the theater but theater and glasses and you know the biggest screen you can get to right so i guess we'll see in december so folks another trailer we got one that i completely kind of forgotten about um because i'm not a huge fan of the show Mm -hmm. but i do like it and there's somebody sitting to my right that loves it. And um, I don't think she's seen the trailer yet for House of Dragon, uh, the new HBO prequel series to Game of Thrones. I think it takes place a thousand years before Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, I could be wrong on that. I'm going to fact check that real quick. But either way, it releases August 21st. And they've been. I know they greenlit like three prequel series based around Game of Thrones, and then like one of them got canceled. One of them was supposed to be like Benioff and Weiss coming back to do it again, but then they went to 
write the Star Wars trilogy, but then the <laughs> Star Wars trilogy got canceled and now they're out of a job, which is just funny. Um, but but yeah, Matt, where I, I know we've talked about this before, but again, mm-hmm. you said it before, I'll say it again. I'm tired. So uh, <laughs> what's your relationship like with Game of Thrones? So I'm definitely in. Um, close to when it was released, I watched the first season um, and then just kind of got busy and then i got back to it and it was you know the biggest show in the world um mm-hmm. so then after it was all done watched through it in its entirety and but overall say it's a great television series that just unfortunately had its biggest struggles at potentially the most important part of its uh storyline but i'm definitely into it and i'm definitely into uh you know sticking around with the franchise and seeing what else it has yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same. I think I watched when it first premiered, probably the first like four episodes, and thought, thought it was cool, but I never like jumped for joy about it. I was more, I think the two shows that went head to head at the time was like uh, Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, oh, just okay. in terms of like nerd, like culture. Like I was more of a sure. Walking Dead guy at the time. Gotcha, um, I you're had not later given up on that because it ran it to the ground. Sure. You're not overly like a huge fantasy guy, like inherently. Yes and no. I I dig the genre. It just takes a certain kind of property to like real man. Like the Harry Potter movies I'm a fan of. The the Fantastic Beasts I'm okay on. (laughs) Game of Thrones I'm – I like Game of Thrones definitely more than I like – fantastic beasts but not as much as i like harry potter okay um i'm trying to think of other like the hobbit lord of the rings stuff like that um it just takes like (laughs) me a guy who loves movies about superheroes can't sit here and be like well movies about dragons that's where i draw the line yeah yeah well you were saying last week or whatever that even the superhero movies were getting too weird for you (laughs) (laughs) what were we talking about oh it was the uh was it moon Knight that we were talking about that got weird it was that and also at that time we just had seen the trailer of like the eyeball octopus thing from dr strange and you were like i don't know man uh more on that later but exactly i'm game for this show i'm excited i want to watch it from the beginning so that i can follow along like with society yeah, because I feel like a lot of Game of Thrones was like Game of Thrones Twitter and having the conversation on social media about the show, and um, so I I, I definitely plan on keeping up. I know Catherine's going to want to watch it, uh, probably week by week. So we'll definitely be tuning in. And those episodes are probably, I mean, they're always like an hour and ten minutes each. Yeah, they're like, like a movie, literally a movie. Um. <laughs> I, Going back shortly, it's set 200 years before the events of Thrones. So, I mean, it does. It's all kind of semantics, really. It's we're not going to have any uh, characters overlap. No, the only thing I can think of is when, assuming House of Dragon is more than one season, I Mm. assume that like the end of House of Dragon will introduce like the birth of like Daenerys when she was born or something like that. Like. That would make sense, or with like, t- yeah, maybe with it being centered parent. around the, yeah, yeah, with it with it being centered around the Targaryen family, like it, 
it only makes sense for that to be the lead in. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, this this trailer almost kind of seemed like the Avatar trailer for me. It almost just felt like an announcement. Like, here we are. We're doing the thing. It's happening. It's coming out. Stay tuned for a couple months and when we'll drop it like a real trailer with story elements and, and stuff mm-hmm. in it, you know? I mean, I feel like this one is a little bit more specific. I just feel like mm-hmm. I don't have the knowledge of the universe to pick up on those specifics. Like, I feel like people who know the book, like Red Dance of Dragons, probably have a little sure. bit more of an understanding of the basically okay this is what that this is what this character looks like this is what the other character looks like just sort of giving them that little shorthand yeah i definitely think that i i I at least hope they do it really well because i know a lot of people are upset over the final season of game of thrones so i really Mm -hmm. hope that this kind of is almost like almost like the mandalorian how like a lot of people were upset with the way that Disney handled like the sequel trilogy. But when, like when Mandalorian came out, it was like a thing that star Wars fans everywhere were able to unite behind about like just being a damn good property, like a damn good continuation of the yep. story. I hope this is the case for game of Thrones. Yeah. that That's a really good comparison. And I hope that's the, the case as well. And hope that we just get a little bit uh, more of this world that you and I can, sort of stay at least on the periphery excited about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So House of Dragon guys premieres on Disney Plus in HBO uh, Max. in August. Or I'm sorry, HBO Max <laughs> Disney Plus. Bombshell. Uh, I'm still thinking about uh, Mandalorian. Um yeah, Bombshell Disney's releasing Game of Thrones. But Disney bought HBO. No, um, <laughs> HBO Max, thanks for that correction. Uh, no problem. On August 21st uh and you finally just, uh, disney yeah, plus ahead. series that's coming jumping ahead is uh obi-wan kenobi we got our full trailer on star wars day uh may the fourth be with you all and we of course i mean everyone knew i mean disney always d- gives us something on star wars day so um I just honestly had kind of forgotten about Kenobi. Maybe it's because of the excitement behind Moon Knight and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. But for a split second, I was like, oh, shit, we're going to get this show in like less than a month. Like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more uh, good stuff on this show that everyone was already pretty, pretty pumped about. And to my knowledge, there wasn't a ton that we didn't really know, just kind of a little bit more what we more of what we want from the show yeah this this trailer again yeah like you said like it didn't necessarily dive deep into the story it looks like it feels like they're trying to keep the story pretty heavily under wraps the Mm -hmm. only thing i'm getting right now is the fact that obi-wan is on tatooine he knows luke skywalker exists he wants to train him but his parents at this point in time say no and I guess he's on the run from the Empire because I guess the Empire is formed at this point. Uh, we don't see Darth Vader, but we see glimpses of like the, him being assembled, right? Right. But uh, it, I almost find it funny when they don't show us Vader because like we know what the guy looks like. Like there's no secret here. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the lead up. I mean, especially with Hayden Christensen playing him again, it's it's mm-hmm. just a huge deal. 
So where's your head at? Are you more or less or about the same excited after watching this new trailer? Yeah, I'm probably uh, about the same. And, you know, the the Vader reveal is definitely going to be a big part of the series. And they're just teasing it because it's, in my opinion, just a like in like the timeline. It's just like a tiny little piece. We don't know exactly what he was up to then or what he looks like if he was in the full suit or a different version of it so i i, I feel like they're going to try and do something new with with at least the look of of vader um and that's why they're kind of keeping it under wraps that's a pretty good point i hadn't thought about that like i know at the end of revenge of the sith we see like him being assembled but who's to say that the show begins before that moment of him getting right. the helmet like how do we know that he's not just walking around like face exposed for the first little while, you know? So that's yep. a really good point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, about the same. What so, about you? Yeah. I, I think if they would have shown us like Darth Vader or maybe even like a glimpse of a lightsaber fight, because we keep seeing the Inquisitors with their lightsabers, and but we haven't seen like necessarily any fighting Mm-hmm. But like if they had shown like a little glimpse of a lightsaber duel, that would have been really sick or Darth Vader himself. Sure. But as of right now, I'm about the same. I'm, I'm hyped for the show. I'm ready. But nice. Um, if if they delayed the show by another month, yeah, I'd be upset. But I'd be like, yeah, I, I can wait. Like, I'm, I'm fine yeah. waiting. I'm fine, man. I'm busy enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that this show... I mean, this show's been in development forever. It 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 was going to be a movie at one point. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure after like the success of Rogue One, they were like, "Let's greenlight a bunch of Star Wars movie spinoffs," yep. and this was going to be one of them. Same with Boba Fett. Um, but that was in the pre uh, Disney Plus era. Now that Disney Plus yeah. exists, they're like, "Now we can make it a series. We can stretch so, it out." Exactly. So, yeah, I'm I'm hype, but I'm. I, I, I don't I, I don't necessarily think of Star Wars as something that's quote unquote near and dear to my heart, but I, I don't want them to screw this up because I know so many people have been waiting for this yep. and for Hayden. Or, I'm sorry. Well, Hayden Christensen, too, but more just uh, Ewan McGregor to come back as Obi-Wan like is mm-hmm. a, a, besides all of the negative things people say about the prequels. I mean, Ewan McGregor is a pretty widely agreed upon like strength of the prequels. Definitely. And the relationship between him and Hayden Christensen, maybe not in the the second one, but by Revenge of the Sith, I think everyone could get on board with it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're hyped. We're ready. Mm-hmm. I think it's May 25th that it comes out. May 25th or 27th? I think actually 27th because Stranger Things Season 4 comes out the same day and it's the 27th for Stranger Things. So I think the 27th we get both shows wow um and for obi-wan yeah for obi-wan we get the first two episodes mm-hmm. uh so they're they're coming in hot they're the streaming wars have begun <laughs> they have so with that said we can transition right into another disney plus show that just ended and that's moon knight y'all we finally got the sixth and final episode of Moon Knight. Matt, mm-hmm. what did you think of the episode? And what did you think of how they ended things overall? 
Um, I thought it was a pretty solid finale. I think we finally got sort of the the team up that we had been needing and the connection between Steven and Mark that had been kind of alluded to and then they finally got it. I don't feel like they rushed it, which was kind of our main concern given its short run time. I think everything in it was properly set up and executed at least fine. Um, and yeah, I was definitely my biggest disappointment is probably its lack of connection to anything in the MCU. It just seems very odd to give it that banner and then not make use of it or, or even reference to something else. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm curious what, what your thoughts were. You were kind of definitely more concerned about the short runtime and the finale, uh, or not more concerned, but just as concerned, uh, going in. Yeah, I, I'm pretty similar of you. Um, I, I, I was impressed that they were able to wrap things up in a pretty timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, so the runtime quickly, I realized was not a concern because while it was, it was the shortest episode of the series so far. Um, it, it did a lot and it didn't feel overrun, which was nice. Uh, so that fear was, was gone, but I mean, yeah, you can't help but be disappointed at this point. I mean, if, if we get a new Marvel property, even just, even if it's a hint not even mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a full after credit scene it doesn't have to be anything like that just give us just give us something that says like okay moon knight exists in the MCU like i don't care if it's you know him you know that last scene of the episode where he is in his apartment and he trips you know just like day 1 and and then it just ends and not yeah. even like give us like a like he moves a newspaper and on the front page of the newspaper is half of the world blips back and you're like, okay, sure. so this is established in post end game. Like, you know, but we didn't get any, any connections to the outside universe, which just seems weird because really weird. It's almost like they wanted him to be his own project. And I know as of right now, and I, I did a ton of research on this too, to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass, but Oscar Isaac signed on to do one season and one season only like he, him and Ethan Hawke both were attracted to the idea that this is a one and done. Yeah. Um, so it makes me wonder, are we going to see Moon Knight in the future or is Oscar Isaac like, yeah, I came in to tell my story. We told it and I'm gone. Like, like, what's the deal? What do you think? I, I just think it's odd since everything that we have seen in the past has been sort of built upon, but if the main talent of this series isn't going to return, I guess I'm not really sure how that'll happen. I guess you can just kind of have Conchu doing his thing <laughs> or um, <laughs> I can't remember the name of his, uh, I guess, ex-wife. Um if she's going to sort of join the MCU as the the hero that she was being um, the hippo's avatar, forgive the, 
me uh, not remembering the hippo goddess's name. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm looking here at a quote from the director of, of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. And he said that Marvel and Disney are keeping even him and Oscar Isaac under... Uh, they're, they're keeping it under wraps even from them about the future of the Moon Knight character. Uh, the director says that Marvel is, quote, keeping me in the dark about what's coming, end quote. Uh, although he says he would love an opportunity to make a movie that wraps up the Moon Knight story that was started in the show. Just kind of like a where is Mark slash Steven slash Jake now. Yep. Um, but he said that... Let's see here. It says that he wants to continue Moon Knight in a second season. However, the biggest clue to me personally and to a bunch of other uh, YouTubers that I was watching videos on is that Disney submitted Moon Knight into the Emmys for consideration under the limited series category. Okay. I guess now that you say that, I think Tanner mentioned that a couple weeks ago, which is fine, but just odd just odd like it'd be different if it was like a wandavision situation where it's like this is a clear concise story from start to end there could right. at this point especially after multiverse of madness there's no way that they're doing a second wandavision series uh, right. season um but for moon knight like we got that cliffhanger at the end of the fact that okay like jake lockley he's here we got mm-hmm. him and so he's just existing out there just murking people i know that arthur had it coming to him but like yeah. he's so he's just out here and he's moon knight and he's killing people like like it just kind of left more questions than answers and at the end of a limited series you'd think that you would have the answers you need and be satisfied well so that's my thinking like just thinking of it as a limited series jake lockley kind of wrapped up the last like hanging questions that i had at least there was you know the the third sarcophagus in the mind mental asylum thing that um you know jake and not jake that um mark and steven had both emerged from so it was obviously like you would think there'd be like a third personality or however you want to call it hidden within um one of them so you got that answer. And then I remembered, I think it was back in like episode three when it was, we were more so following Mark and Steven was um, trapped inside the mind where Mark sort of comes to and, you know, he's holding like a knife and there's like someone dead, like off to the side. And he said like, Steven, like, what did you do? And we all know well that that definitely wasn't steven who did that right that that always was kind of weird to me and then that question was kind of answered by you know jake lockley who just just wants to murk uh you'd think that jake lockley is deadpool because he's just straight murkin but he's not He's, (laughs) he's moon knight um here's a quote from oscar isaac himself um when asked, he revealed that Marvel Studios is not currently working on season two. He says, quote, you know, I think we approached it as this is the story, end quote. Another quote starting. 
And let's just put everything on the table for this story. There's definitely no official plans to continue it. I think it would depend on what the story is. That being said, I love playing Steven. I just love it. It's just like physically, it's so much fun to be him. So, you know, if there is a story that really makes sense, I'd be happy to be a part of it. So that's official from him. And, you know, you can make the argument of, are we all just living in this post No Way Home, Andrew Garfield, you know, era where every actor is, you know, supposed to swear that he has no idea, he or she has no idea what's happening. Whereas they, of course they do. I mean, yep. Oscar Isaac was an executive producer of this show. You're telling me that he has no idea if they're doing more. You're really telling me that? So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. In terms of the finale, like, do you think they tied it up in a bow and, and could leave it? Or, do you, or are you like me? Were you thinking that, like, yeah, they're, especially with the addition of the Jake Lockley after credit scene, like, I want to know more. Yeah, I want to know more. But I think that's, like, two different questions. You know, is it mm-hmm. is the story self-contained and wrapped up? And do I want to see more? I mean, I think the question... The answer from my perspective to both questions is yes. I really like mm-hmm. a lot of the characters. I liked, you know, their corner of the world that they tied up, that they, um, you know, sort of made um, for themselves. Shouts to Jojo. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, just completely maybe lose my train of thought. But yeah, I really liked it. Um, <laughs> I want to see more. But I also think that this was a good, you know, limited series if that's where they're going to end it. I'm curious, Matt, where letter grade wise do you land for Moon Knight? Tanner texted me this morning saying that he's going B plus. I think I'm also going B plus. I yeah, I think I could be talked into like an A minus, but my heart of hearts is telling me that it's a B plus. Very good. And before I forget of this, this just popped into my head as well. Where does this sit on your Marvel tiered rank list? Is it too soon? Is it, it, it do you need to let it sit and marinate for a minute and we come back to it next time? Like, or do you do you have a definitive place? Because personally, I'm going back and forth between the middle uh, two. The middle two. Yep. That's where like, I'm at as well. Was it was it a dope show? Yes. yes. Was it entertaining? Hell yeah. But like on the scale the, of the lack MCU, of a connection. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just think don't that, know. I mean I think that solidifies it for me that it is that it's gold titanium alloy. Unfortunate. I mean the the show did so many really cool new things, but I think mm-hmm. in the terms of the broad MCU I think you're right. I think this is gold titanium alloy yeah which is still i mean that's why we do the tears because we know that we all love the the marvel movies and so we just sort of needed a way to collect our thoughts and compare them to each other so obviously putting it in that tier doesn't you know say that it's bad but because it's in our um third tier is just on the scale of those movies it's you know movies and tv shows now it's has some things that it could have done a little bit better absolutely 
So I think that's a pretty good review of Moon Knight, y'all. If you want to and you hadn't seen it yet, uh, it's all on Disney Plus, all six episodes. You can stream them all right now. This one's on Disney Plus, I promise. Um, <laughs> so, so give it a watch. I mean, you'll enjoy it. It's new. It's different. Uh, but I think we all, you, Tanner, and I can all agree on the fact that its lack of a presence within the ever-growing world is uh is disappointing yeah especially as uh the movie showed us as uh dr strange and multiverse of madness shows there's tons of space infinitely many spaces that it could have uh occupied absolutely so that said folks we're gonna transition right into uh dr strange in the multiverse of madness one of the more anticipated movies that we've all had of the summer and let us talk about it right now. So, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is PG-13, arguably. Uh, it's two hours and six minutes. And the synopsis is Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the door to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff, which, after seeing the movie, the trailers and the this synopsis are designed to throw you off. Yep, that's exactly this, the thought that I had. This is not the plot to this movie. <laughs> the plot to this movie, full spoilers are ahead, is that Wanda is bent out of shape from the ending of WandaVision and is hell-bent and rageful and is going to do anything she can to see her two boys again. And she doesn't care who she goes through to get there. And we'll talk yeah. about who she goes through to get there later. But um, but yeah, I mean, the, the marketing for this movie did a good job because I, I, I thought we were getting a whole different kind of movie. Yeah. I thought we had um, at one point had a news story that Wanda was, it was either a news story or a rumor that Wanda was going to be the um, villain of this movie. And I was like, okay, I'm good with that. You know, I'm interested to see how they do it. Um, Iron Man is technically the antagonist. Well, I guess Zemo is technically the antagonist of civil war, but you know, Iron Man kind of functions as it as well. So you know, they can come back from that. And then the trailers came out, like you said. And I was like, well, you know, I don't think that's true. So rumor was wrong, but uh, not true. Rumors, correct. Yeah. So, Matt, where? so I want to know from a perspective mm -hmm. on you, because there are elements of this movie that are arguably a little on the scarier side. Would you agree yeah. with me in the in the points that I got out of this movie and thought, I don't think parents need to be taking their young kids to this. Like, this isn't family friendly. Definitely not. Like, the PG-13, I think it's the rare case where they might have hit the nail right on the head for the rating. Yeah, that's a you're good much, point. <laughs> you're much younger than PG-13. Like, especially the sort of... Um, 
last form of Doctor Strange that uh, we see that fights Wanda, that's nightmare fuel. Yeah. I mean, and there are scenes that, I mean, first of all, let me just, I mean, my, my thoughts are so scatterbrained here. Mm-hmm. But like, Elizabeth Olsen, amazing performance here. Like she definitely I, wants to be there way more than Benedict Cumberbatch does. It feels that way. <laughs> it definitely feels that way, which is oddly enough funny because I saw an interview that he did yesterday and someone was like, so Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man for 10 years. Are you done to play Dr. Strange for 10 years? He was like, I love Dr. Strange. Bring it on. Like, let's do 10 more years. Which is funny, I, but he, I, I think he just likes the paycheck he gets. With I was going to say, does he like the doc, pl- the Doctor Strange characters? He like the Doctor Strange paycheck. Either is fine, you know. I want the movies either way. So, right. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, going back to what you were going to say, I mean, yeah, this was a little scarier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam Raimi definitely was closer to uh, to Evil Dead than the Spider Man trilogy with some of the. Just some of the shots and some of the ways that it was, you know, the story unfolded. So I was, he was probably happy to sort of return to his roots for this movie. There was, <laughs> up until this point, I thought the closest we had ever gotten to a superhero movie, scary movie hybrid was that scene in Spider-Man 2 and Doc Ock just went ham on the hospital. Dude, yeah. I forgot. I was like trying to think about scenes in the Raimi trilogy that would be kind of like horror and that one slipped my mind but yeah that one is it even has like a lot of like the evil dead kind of like corniness to it a little bit <laughs> like the girl being dragged into the darkness and she's like fingernails like on Ugh. the ground yeah Ugh, disgusting but I saw yeah. a thing on Twitter that said you want to talk about a horror movie superhero movie <laughs> here's a clip and it was just a clip of that scene yeah um but man, the movie, I, let me say this, and I think you can agree with me here. Mm-hmm. And I think the world can agree with me here. Uh, I think we are doing ourselves of, as a fan base a disservice by speculating so much that when the speculation doesn't occur, it almost hurts the movie for us. Whereas it's not the movie's fault that we thought that like Ghost Rider or the Ben Affleck Daredevil was going to show up. Like it's not the movie's fault. It's us for going a little too deep. Agreed. But I think what we did get was still like in terms of other universe stuff was things that people had been wanting for a long time. Like you in the WandaVision finale, you just called your shot a little too early. (laughs) Logan is fist pumping for those not watching. Bro, when you want to talk about excitement, (laughs) when our boy, our Lord and Savior, John Krasinski, appeared on stage as Reed Richards, Mm -hmm. I, man, you, you want to talk about just, I mean, for me personally, I don't know about your movie theater, Matt, I was really disappointed with the crowd participation of my theater but I will say that when John Krasinski appeared on screen, my theater erupted. I think the bigger we got the bigger pop for uh, Professor X. Sure. Which, sure. you know, that's a well, like, it's not a, um, that's more of like a movie fans 
experience versus like a rumor heavy internet person has no, has hoped that this was in the cards for a while whereas mm-hmm. he has literally played professor x before <laughs> i want to present to you a small theory sure but this theory i'm not gonna put all of my cards on like i did <laughs> that john krasinski was going to be playing reed richards but I want to predict that this is confirmation that he's playing Mr. Fantastic, right? Is this confirmation or are they setting this up as in another universe? He is Reed Richards. Whereas our Reed Richards, 616 Reed Richards is whoever else. I, because I have two arguing points and they both go against each other. My argument I'm interested to support. <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll, I'll pick argument... which side I want to support. Yeah. Yes, please. I, I'm excited to see this. So my argument that John Krasinski is playing Reed Richards is because in every other multiverse, Dr. Strange looked the same and Christine Palmer looked the same. And or, um, what's her name? Is that her name? Juan... Christine Palmer? I think so. Wanda Maximoff and looked exactly the same. Yes. Her kids, exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but my counter argument, and if, and if he's listening to this, this was kind of introduced by one of my buddies, Jamie, but he said, but what about No Way Home? All three Spider-Men are different. Yeah. Or was that just a fan thing? Like, was that just fan service? Like, they weren't going to get three Spider-Men that looked the same. They were going to get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Sure. I mean... Yeah, I think they have positioned themselves into a win-win, not a win-win scenario, but a scenario where whichever they can kind of pull is right. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a bit of a screen test for John Krasinski as um, Reed Richards, but maybe not because he didn't really do anything. No offense to him. He's a he's a great actor, a great worker, but just kind of said a few lines and then got turned into ribbons um (laughs) so um i will say this i've seen so many tiktok theories and youtube theories at this point i saw one right before we started recording about there's a line that he says that dr strange says to reed richards Mm -hmm. like when he appears and he says hello steven or something and steven says didn't you get lost in the sixties or something like that? Oh, and there's this theory that's been going around chart in the sixties. Yeah. Yes. That's the one. And he says, and the theory is that in Ant-Man three, it's going to be revealed that the fantastic four was actually a group of scientists from the sixties and they got lost in the quantum realm. And then they came out in modern world. And of course they're older when they come out. And that's mm-hmm. why John Krasinski at this point, like he had a little, not a super gray beard, but he had some gray spots in that in that beard of his. So salt and pepper for um, sure. Yeah, for sure. So I, I hope that's the case. I hope this is confirmation. I hope that in like two weeks, Marvel comes out and says John Krasinski is going to play Reed Richards. And there's a huge rumor, and I don't know if there's any truth to this, but I definitely re- believe it more after seeing the movie that the John Watts exiting Spider-Man Four was a slick way 
for them to say, John Krasinski is not only going to star as Reed Richards, but he's going to direct Fantastic Four as well. Oh, because I'd forgotten that. I haven't seen them. I'd forgotten that because he directed both Quiet Places, right? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm down for that. So we've we've discussed so much Mr. Fantastic, and of course yeah, that's exciting, but like let's not excuse the fact that we got Peggy Carter in the flesh. That was tight. I liked seeing that. Um I liked Black Bolt. I have like he's sort of been like on the periphery of like every I feel like he's shown up in like every theory, every like second or third theory that like he'll be um involved in one way or another. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, of course, phenomenal. Um, Mordo completely forgot he existed until he <laughs> showed up. Um, when they just kind of were re- slowly revealing him, I was like, is this uh, Idris Elba's character? Because I was like, he's kind of a met- magician. I could kind of see that as like, a, you know, <laughs> he's like the Asgardian consulate just happened to be at the Sanctum Santorum. But no, it was yeah. Mordo, everyone's favorite. everyone's favorite character from the original doctor strange yeah um what about i was a fan of monica rambo captain marvel i love that that. or monica or not monica rambo maria rambo maria because it's the mom mom. right yeah definitely thought that was um pretty tight i was like okay that's a good you know good casting good slight pivot i could definitely see that happening um i like the ultron easter egg kind of dude glaring lack of tom cruise iron man i know that was that seems like an easy rumor to uh to have but maybe it was busy i heard something like two and a half weeks ago about how the cut that sam raimi submitted to marvel was like two hours and 45 minutes but marvel cut 40 minutes Mm -hmm. of it and I'm willing to bet that Tom Cruise Iron Man was in those 40 minutes because how do you have the Stark tech, the Ultron robots, but not yeah. Tony Stark? Yeah, that was a good point. I just kind of figured that they, um, that Professor X like threw them together since that's, hmm. I don't know, seemed like something he could do. I guess he's a smart dude also. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess zooming out a little bit further what were your thoughts on uh america i liked her um Mm -hmm. i was worried though at first because i was like because this is the first time that marvel has like introduced like a major character like in a movie and just expected like the audience to just like her instantly but i liked her instantly i thought yeah I thought that her powers were like really cool. I thought that her chemistry with Doctor Strange was really good. Um, I, I really liked her. I, I I thought it was sick. I'm I'm excited to see where they take her. Yeah, I guess that's a good. Yeah, I really liked her as well. And I hadn't really thought about that. That she was kind of. I mean, definitely not like the only protagonist, but a pretty main part of the movie, and literally like from the get go were supposed to feel for her and that was that's not always easy especially for like you said a new character who we're not really um familiar with and her powers are kind of nebulous but yeah i thought she was great um I'll, this is definitely a stolen take from uh, another podcaster shouts to glenn weldon but i'm worried that this movie's going to get memed into oblivion because of the lines like 
what's wrong with America and we need to save America right now. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. I saw some some chatter on Twitter that shows like the movie saying, what's wrong with America? And it pans to the audience member that's like, everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I definitely see that coming, but... I thought it was good, man. I mean, mm-hmm. there again, there was a small piece of me that was disappointed that we didn't get more fun cameos because I'm pretty sure there was a pretty heavy rumor that like Andrew Garfield or Toby were going to show up in this. And at first yeah. I was like, nah, but after No Way Home, I was like, yeah, anything could happen at this point. So well, like you were kind of saying at the top, though, I'm I feel like we sort of we got. Not as much as I wanted, but more than I realistically expected in terms of sort of fan servicey cross universe hijinks. So I'm happy. And then the movie was good, like on top of that. Um, my only like big issue is I feel like the the romance with Strange and Christine was just kind of it had to be there, and I feel like it could have been better. Um, but it wasn't bad. It just was a little forced and just kind of felt like a bit of a retread from what I remember in the first Doctor Strange. Is it too much for me to just repeat the same take I had uh, previously for Moon Knight and talk about how the connection to the greater MCU I was just kind of disappointed with like I thought the end credit scenes were going to be better. I mean, yeah, I I did some research and I know who Charlize Theron is playing mm-hmm. in the comic. She plays Doctor Strange's wife. Oh, okay. um, so funny enough that we spent this whole movie of Strange kind of going through this love uh, situation like with Christine. Right. Um. But then at the end, they introduce his wife. But at the same time, just like the connection, like the lack of connection, like the end credit scenes, I was just kind of underwhelmed. I thought we were going to maybe get something for Thor, maybe something that connects us to the future Fantastic Four, the future Ant-Man. But like we really like that. I get why they did the end credit scene the way they did. Like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are just like buddies. They're like the Adam Sandler and Kevin James of like, of more serious non-comedies. I was, um, I was going to say, they, they have a bit of a higher hit rate, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have a better track record together than Sandler and Kevin James, but they, I don't know, man. I just kind of felt like mm-hmm. bumped. It was almost like, was it Ant-Man or was it Spider-Man Homecoming where the end credit scene was like Captain America going like, must feel sucky to have waited this long for you to have had no payoff. It was it was a very forgettable scene, which is sure. why you might be drawing a blank. But I don't know. I just expected I, I expected more. And is that my fault? Or is it the movie's fault? You know, like that debate is is totally mm-hmm. valid. Yeah. I will push back on that a little bit and say we might not have gotten kind of forward facing connection and setting up as many teases as we've gotten in the past but basically having the whole um 
arc of Wanda carry basically starting like a continuation from, you know, when she was introduced in Ultron through the whole um, saga of um, Infinity War, Endgame, through WandaVision, and then kind of hit a um, bit of an end point here. That's pretty impressive. And I feel like there was really no major deviations in character and it kind of this villain arc is kind of to be expected in that point and when you know thought of as one continuous story makes a lot of sense so i'll forgive a lot for that kind of comic book episodic storytelling that's a really good point this is almost the daenerys story that people felt like they didn't get in the last season of Game of Thrones, how they say that her turning mad was a rushed thing. They should have yep. done it over the course of seasons. Well, they've done Wanda's story perfectly. Yeah. And even after this movie with her being somebody that we're supposed to be rooting against, I was like, dude, Wanda's like top three, of like my favorite characters in the MCU. Like she's mm -hmm. awesome. And I think anyone who is ignorant enough to, still at this point say that she's not the strongest person in the universe i think is just blatantly blind at this point like i mean yeah i think the only <laughs> i think only uh people in what if have a chance of beating her but those are literally in other universes so um which again is a sort of leads me to my question so you think she is still around slash alive that was going to be my question to you is is this is the burning question is she dead i don't no, think of course so. not no she's way too absolutely not i mean way too interesting she to needs to dead. yeah way too popular way too interesting she I, I don't know if you caught it but as soon as she like brings the building down there's like a poof of her magic and then i don't know if that's supposed to be representing the building crushing her and her magic like filling out or is it mm -hmm. more of like a is it supposed to be inferred that she dipped out somehow last minute um and is just off somewhere almost like post wandavision just grieving right. for what she just did like yeah i um i almost want to watch the wandavision post credit scene again because i think it actually has the that book or whatever because i know you could hear like her children like calling out for her but yeah, I just think that was like teased perfectly. And yeah, so I I don't think she's gone. I think she might be on break for a little while. I don't I think that's a pretty that's a pretty big pop to um, you know, maybe just have like a one movie break. I think it's gonna be years until we see Wanda come back. I think you're right. And last question I'll pose to you and then we can wrap up. Sure. I saw this tweet this morning that I slightly agree with, but at the same time, like to think isn't true. They said, okay, in previous phases, we've been building to something. And so far, phase four, we've gotten Black Widow, which in mm -hmm. its defense should have come out a long time ago. We yes. got Shang-Chi. We got No Way Home. We got Eternals. We got Doctor Strange now. Uh, and then pl plus the Disney Plus shows. But mm -hmm. I saw this tweet that said, I don't think th the person said, I don't think Marvel knows what they're doing right now. I think that they built towards the Infinity Saga, crushed that story, and now are just making movies and they're going to figure it out as they go along. 
And part of me is like, that's a valid concern. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's no way Kevin Feige is just phoning it in. Right? I mean, I can definitely understand that viewpoint, especially since we've kind of moved like Doctor Strange and um, maybe to an extent Ant-Man and Thor will probably be the last few movies that are kind of like the 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 hangover after um, mm-hmm. the Infinity Saga. And that because they'll kind of have to get those characters, figure out where, where they're at, and then get them moved on to what their new adventure is, um, sort of in this multiverse era. Um, I have just so called it. Um, so I think we're still kind of in like a, like, I feel like the feeling of limbo that we're in a little bit is likely intentional. Um, I, could they be figuring out as they go along? Maybe. Um, could they have a plan and this sort of in-betweenness is built into it. That's what I see as more likely. Um, I just think at this point, there's too many dollars tied up in it to just have it be a, we'll figure it out later situation. Do they have, you know, specific details like, Ooh, at this movie, we're going in the end credit scene of this movie. We'll tease like these upcoming projects or whatever. They probably don't have those details worked out, but, I would assume there's a whiteboard somewhere that has like a flow chart and you know strings on a cork or a strings on a cork board or something showing the mm-hmm. connections and where it's all going. There probably is a high level understanding, but there's probably not the granular detail. And I think we're still in kind of like the things are opening up phase, whereas I think we got used to like things narrowing towards the, the final conflict with Thanos. And so it's just kind of like a recalibration of things. So maybe it's worth watching the really the first MCU movies again to see if this is kind of how it felt. That's a really good point. I'm really glad you pointed all that out because I was just going to make the point as well of, well, why don't we just pretend those Infinity Saga movies didn't exist and we're just Mm -hmm. starting out? Yeah, it probably feels like that. And at the time, they were probably just like, oh, they made a successful Iron Man movie, so of course they're going to do Captain America, but there's no plan. Um, Right. I'm sure there's a plan. I've heard people talk about how what's-her-name coming through the portal at the end is a way for them to start building like hype towards like Secret Wars, which is essentially something along the lines of Dr. Strange created multiple realities that are now aware of each other and now are going to go to war with each other. And that's kind of like where the multi kind of what you called it, Mm -hmm. the multiversal era is going to come to an end. So I think there's theories out there. I'm sure that's probably where they're going. It's just, you know, with these multiverse shows like what if and Loki and WandaVision and Spider-Man and Dr. Strange now, you got to think they're going somewhere. Otherwise, why would they be just chasing this multiverse, uh, you know, subject matter? Right. Yeah. Why keep, Why have this kind of be the, the MacGuffin and the focus of all these shows if they're just like figuring it out? And I mean, granted, it's a multiverse. So you can literally pull it. Once you introduce it, you can pull anything out of it that you want. So if you are going to make it up as you go along, having a multiverse around is very helpful. So... 
Yeah, it, it's uh, it's what they call writers, uh, like what is it, a safety net in case something yeah, exactly. fucks up. They can be like, oh, well, that was in another reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This that was Earth six one five and a half, not six one six. Very good. That was very well said, and that was uh, that was a great episode. That was a fire mm-hmm. nerdy. This is this episode is going to be called, with the exception of uh, the Game of Thrones trailer, of course. This episode is going to be called the Multiverse of Disney Properties. There you uh, go. Because because at this point, Disney's just backing up the Brinks truck uh, to their their wallets at this point. So if you guys liked, Oh, and I guess lastly, before we go, Matt, where were you score wise for Dr. Strange? Um, I'll go a minus. I was, I was feeling that and Moon Knight were about the same. And I I think the conversation showed that I'm higher on this than I was Moon Knight, but only by a little bit. So a minus, and then it'll be in my uh, vibranium tier as well. I won't waste any time because that that's put perfectly. I, at first <laughs> I thought I felt the same about it and Moon Knight, but upon this conversation, I realized I liked it a whole lot more than Moon Knight. So thus uh, vibranium tier and a minus for me as well. I think Tanner's catching the movie Thursday night. So we'll have his score. Probably he'll probably think somewhere around the same as us as well, uh, because we all are similarly taste uh, in terms of Marvel movies. So, guys, yep. that was Binge Boys 289. If you liked our Moon Knight talk, our Doctor Strange talk, our trailer talk, just be ready for what's coming. I mean, we got a hot <laughs> summer movie schedule next week. I know for sure we're probably going to discuss the final season of Ozark. I think that's mm-hmm. probably in the cards. Um, and, and, of course, the movies that follow after that. We have Top Gun in a couple weeks. We'll have Jurassic World here before you know it. We've got a ton of great stuff coming, so just make sure you're following on social media so you get the updates. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple and Spotify, wherever you listen to your shows. And make sure that whenever you're stuck in line waiting for your concessions, you turn to the guy in front of you and say, hey, listen to Binge Boys Pod. It'll make this concession line go a hell of a lot faster. So that said, let's get out of here, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye.